0: Hey everyone, it's your girl Lexi Wilson and welcome to Conversations with Lexi. This is a podcast for leaders who desire to use their intuition to stand in their power, release toxic relationships, and own their truth. On this show, you're going to learn from me and other phenomenal leaders on how to reprogram your mindset, identify emotional abuse, and how to protect your energy so you can continue to do the work that you know you've been called to do. So grab a notebook and a pen, because I'm sure you're going to take a lot of notes today. And let's get started on our episode. and welcome to yet another episode of Conversations with Lexi. I am very excited about today's conversation because we are talking about something that I feel like I talk about all the time to my close friends (laughs) because I struggle with social media. I really have a hard time having a healthy relationship with Instagram and Facebook and mainly those two but definitely like social media as a whole I've always had a really hard time with it and as I've gotten older (laughs) I thought I would be better at this but instead I developed even more unhealthier habits because I started building my business off of social media (laughs) and so I've had to learn the hard way that I sometimes can have a toxic relationship with social media. And I wanted to talk about this because I'm sure that you probably also struggle sometimes to have healthy boundaries with your online time. And just a few moments ago, I was on Facebook, (laughs) as you do. And I was inside of a group having a great conversation with some ladies, and someone posted about how do we all deal with setting boundaries, because she's finding that social media is really starting to drain her, and she wanted to know, like, how do we deal with this, or or do we deal with that? And I felt lit up when I saw that. I thought immediately, okay, I have to do this episode now, because now I know that I'm really not alone, because someone else is out here actually asking, how do you guys deal with this? So that's what we're gonna talk about today, because toxic relationships are not just the, you know, whenever you say that, people tend to think of boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend, you know, they think of the lover type of relationship, when in reality, toxic relationships can come from many places, whether it's at work, whether it's corporate, whether it's your friend, your children, your parents, your grandparents, and yes, even the relationship that you have with Mark Zuckerberg's internet. (laughs) So if you find that you are showing some signs of online fatigue, then we are going to dive into this and help you create a plan around setting boundaries in this area. Now, I'm also gonna say this, I am still learning how to practice boundaries with this because sadly my Capricorn stellium allows me to feel very comfortable working all the time. (laughs) And I work online a lot. And so sometimes I do get sucked into the vortex that is the online social media platforms. So I'm learning this along with you guys. So I'm not coming from a place of like, I've already mastered this. I'm actually coming from a place of, hey, let's try this. (laughs) So I wanna be honest with you guys about that. But these are some of the things that I'm gonna put in, that I'm going to start putting into place and some things that I've already started putting into place and seeing such great um, benefits from it. But before we get into those boundaries, let's talk about signs that you need to set boundaries with your social media. I'm gonna go over five different things that you can notice. Number one is if you find that you feel easily irritated when you're online, I don't know about you, but sometimes, oh man, I get onto Facebook and I see that news feed, and all I need to see is like one or two posts and I am just ready to just throw my phone out the window, you know, close the computer, whatever it is, I just find myself getting like, why did she say that? What is that? Who does this? Is this even true? Why would she repost this? Why would she? You know, and I just get so easily annoyed sometimes. And so if you're finding that that happens more often than not, then that's a sign that you need to set a boundary with your social media. Because sometimes we get on. Facebook and Instagram just because we're bored, not because we're actually looking to connect or nurture a relationship or even promote our business. Sometimes we just get on because we're bored and because we're addicted. And so when you get on and you find that you're getting irritated rather than feeling joyful or happy or like, oh, I'm so glad I got to catch up with you know Susan and see what she's up to or see what so-and-so is doing. If you're not feeling that energy, it might be a sign that you need to set a boundary. Number two is if you feel like when you get off the computer or get off of your phone, you just have this ne- this negative feeling, just ugh, you know, just just again annoyed is one of those emotions, but it might also just feel sad or more lonely or more unhappy, but just this this dis ease with being online, and. I definitely have that pop up more often than not when I know that it's time for me to take a break. Is I will get online and then as soon as I get off, I just have this like negative tape playing in my head. You know, and it's just filled with you're you know, you're not as good as this person. Uh, this person stuff is doing is better than yours or wow their life looks like it's so much more fun uh, they look like they're happier than you oh wow this person's you know getting engaged oh uh, wow well, that's cool you're not engaged <laughs> you know like just that negative tape that goes on and on and on and on if you're finding that you feel that way after you get offline it might be time for you to get get offline and if you find that when you're talking to your friends that's where your conversation tends to go towards. That's also another big sign. I do that a lot. I I'm always going to mainly my girl Kelly. She's amazing. She's gonna be on the show soon, and I'm really excited about her episode coming up. But um, I talk with her probably every day. And when I'm in, a, when I know that I need a boundary set. I usually end up talking to her about all the things that I feel insecure about and it's that negative feeling that's actually coming from me being on Instagram or Facebook too much. The third thing is you just feel drained. You feel tired, you feel exhausted. Um, This is really noticeable if you are an empath because empaths, we really receive that energy when we see it online. Do not believe the hype that empathicness only happens when you're physically near somebody. That is absolutely not true. Being an empath, you can often feel energy even when you're not with somebody, even when you're alone, and especially if you're on the internet. You still receive that energy too, so don't underestimate that. Number four, is if other people are noticing your habits, they're noticing that you're spending a lot of time online and they're telling you about it. They're saying, hey, every time we sit at dinner, you're checking your phone or every time we're talking, you've got to stop and, and, and interrupt us to check your phone. If you're finding that people are telling you that, take notice because they're noticing something that you're not paying attention to. And lastly, number five, which I think is the biggest sign that you need to set boundaries with social media is you compare yourself to people online. And this one's a sneaky one because it doesn't always look as clear as we sometimes think. I know for a long time, whenever I would hear somebody say, oh, well, if you're comparing yourself to people on social media, you definitely need a break. I didn't feel like I was comparing myself because it didn't look like what everybody said it looked like. Meaning I wasn't like I was going online and going, oh, my life sucks and her life is great. I I didn't have that inner dialogue. And so I felt like, well, I'm not struggling with comparison. But comparison doesn't always look like that. Sometimes comparison is that tiny little voice (laughs) of thinking, oh, wow, okay, so she did that and it got her a lot of likes. I'm gonna try to do something similar and see if I could do the same thing. And maybe I'll get a lot of likes too. But you haven't even evaluated, number one, is that something you want to do? Do you wanna take time to create that infographic? Do you wanna take time to do those types of videos or do those types of photos? Uh, Is that what your ideal client wants if you're running a business online? Do you know if that's what they would be attracted to? Would that attract the type of person you're looking for? Is that even a topic that you want to address? Uh, Do you want to talk about that? You know, you're not even asking those questions because all you're thinking about is, well, she got a lot of attention online because she created this awesome video, that awesome live, that awesome infographic, and I'm going to try to do the same thing since obviously that brings a lot of attention. That also is comparison because you're not really assessing whether or not that's even in alignment with what you want to do versus that person is probably getting a lot of attention because they're in alignment. They're doing something that they knew that their audience liked, that they wanted to do and put their energy into, and it was a perfect marriage. The audience liked it, the person already liked creating it, and bam, now you got a lot of likes. Obviously, this isn't always the case. Sometimes people get a lot of likes and it has nothing to do with alignment, but you know, for the sake of this example, that's what I'm gonna say. So. If you find that those are some of the things that you're struggling with, those are only five, then it might be time to take a little sabbatical, take a little break, okay? I love taking sabbaticals from social media. Back in the day when I wasn't running my business online, I actually used to take, for years, six months out of the year to be offline. I would choose the winter months, and i would get off the internet i would literally deactivate my facebook i still had instagram up but instagram wasn't as popular so people weren't really like on there the way that they are there now and i wasn't i wasn't even on instagram the way that i now can be on there sometimes i think it was before instagram stories i think that's why so what you just weren't on there the same way that you're on there these days and i would basically get off from about november until march or april and i did that mainly for my mental health i knew that winter months were were harder for me and if i was going to be online i would find it easier to compare myself to feel bad to feel behind in life and i didn't want to have that emotion since i knew that winter already made me a little darker you know in my energy And I loved doing that for years. I loved it. And if I wasn't still running my business online, mainly online, especially during COVID, I honestly would do that. I love taking sabbaticals away from social media because as wonderful as social media has been to me in terms of helping me to establish my business, helping me to connect with others, awesome people and have awesome opportunities that maybe i wouldn't be able to have without you know doing live videos or all of that at the same time there's a quietness that exists when you step away from the internet i miss the 90s where back in the 90s you really had to get online versus these days you're always online so it's really us trying to get offline but back in the day back in the day of dial-up it was not even As quick you know so you you didn't want to waste the time trying to hear the you know whatever like the little connection sign if you remember (laughs) if you're listening to this on youtube please let me know in the comments (laughs) if you remember the dial-up noises I remember even trying to get online sometimes in the middle of the night when I wasn't supposed to and I would try to get on and it's like you can't because your parents are going to hear the (laughs) dial-up so and now it's just so easy you know it's it's so crazy or remember when we would have to say like who's on the phone i need to get on the internet (laughs) because you couldn't get on unless somebody was off the phone isn't that wow the days are so different than they were back in the day and i miss those days i really do because back then i would go outside every day you'd go to the park to make friends you had to actually go out to see people versus Now it's as easy as just finding a hashtag. And although there's a lot of perks to that, to having such easy access to find like-minded people. I mean, literally my best friend is, I met her through a Facebook group and we've been friends for four years and I haven't even physically met her yet, but we talk every single day. I'm not even exaggerating, I really mean it. And it's i'm so grateful for instagram and facebook because it allows us to keep growing our relationship in a way that we wouldn't be able to if we didn't have this i used to have pen pals back in the 90s and i had a few people that i would send letters to but you know that takes days it takes a couple of days to send the to send the letter then receive the letter then you know it it was harder back then versus now it is as easy as just voice noting someone Uh, in two seconds flat, somebody can hear what's going on with you and it's pretty awesome. But the downside is yes, then we become so inundated with all the information that's available to us as a result of being on social media and that gets in our head sometimes and it can cause our mental health to go in the decline. So we have to be really responsible about the boundaries that we set because we have to remember, social media is, their goal is different from ours especially if you're trying to run a business online. If you're trying to run a business online, your goal is to connect with like-minded people, you know, connect and network with other people that you wanna uh, collaborate with, to find potential customers or clients that you wanna work with, and to serve people, right? So that way you can have financial independence by running your own business. That's your goal, and that's fantastic. But Instagram's goal, Facebook's goal, mm -mm, that's not their goal. They're not concerned whether or not you make any money or create financial independence for yourself through their platform. That's not what they're there for. Their goal is to keep you on the platform as often and as long as possible. That's the only thing that they're concerned with. So they're not really wanting you to set boundaries because they don't benefit from that. So what they do is they create things that are geared towards almost creating an addiction with it, not even almost, yes, to create an addiction so that way you keep coming back. So it's important that you take it upon yourself to set these boundaries, because remember, your goal and their goal, it's different. It's different. So let's talk about um, some of the ways that you can set boundaries. And I'm gonna repeat this. (laughs) I don't do all of these things. I am learning to do all of these things. Some of these things I do do, and I will share what has worked for me and what are some of the things that I'm having to work on. But remember, you gotta be intentional with your online time. You gotta set these boundaries because Mark Zuckerberg, he ain't trying to set these boundaries for you, hun. He's not trying to set these boundaries, okay? So number one on setting boundaries with social media. Number one try to not use your social media on the weekends. This is something I have not been doing, but I did do this weekend, with the exception of just now (laughs) going onto social media, because it is the weekend, but it's Sunday night, so I feel good. Um, But I have started to delete all the apps on the weekends. So if you can, Friday through Sunday, delete your Facebook, delete your Instagram, delete your Discord channel, whatever, I don't know. You know, I have no idea what the kids are into these days, but delete it all, hun, or put it in a folder and put it on your home screen that's like the furthest away from the first couple of home screens on your phone so that way you're not tempted to check on those apps. I really encourage just to delete it because it's a lot harder to, I mean, obviously, yes. Could you go right back into the app store, put it right back on and get on? Sure. But are you really gonna do that? Probably not. So by removing it on the weekends, it means that you have time to focus on, you know, cooking more, cleaning your house, uh, hanging out with your friends. You know, even during COVID, you could still hang out with your friends, whether it's in small groups or just getting on a Zoom call together. But by when you when you have those apps available, so readily available to you on the weekends, it's very easy, especially during the weekend, to get sucked into the vortex of social media because you're not doing anything. And then that makes it harder for you to you know, take care of your mindset, to control what your thoughts are, because you're just allowing this platform to tell you what matters, to tell you what's happening, to tell you what's going on. And although, again, are there benefits to being able to be plugged into the matrix? Sure, but there's also a lot of drawbacks. So I encourage you to delete those social media apps every weekend, starting on Fridays, turn it to completely deleted off the off your phone so you're not even tempted to go back on. Number 2 is set limits on your screen time on a day-to-day basis. So this is a little scary. Okay. This is really scary for me. But I'm going to tell you guys the experience that I have. I <laughs> I went into my screen time app on my phone, which if you have the iPhone, you can see like how many hours a week and a day you actually spend online. And I'm humiliated to answer this question. I wanna know, especially if you're on YouTube, oh my gosh, what is your answer? What is your average time on your phone every day or every week? So let me know on YouTube in the comments. And if you're not on YouTube, then please let me know over on Instagram. You can find me on instagram.com slash the Lexi Wilson if it's the weekend I will not be responding but I will respond during the week because I am setting these limits but which is so funny that I'm telling you to go to my Instagram when I'm talking about toxic relationships and social media but either way whatever here we are so last week um not this week coming up but this not this I mean not this week that we just had but last week my average time was six hours and eight minutes. And I think that means a day. Is that a day? Oh my gosh, that is crazy. And it says total screen time is 42 hours and 58 minutes. So it's really 43 hours, which I imagine that's for the whole week. I mean, that's that's crazy. Now, granted, I do work from my phone. So I'm on, This this doesn't mean just social media. Like this isn't six hours of being on Instagram. Um, this is just on my phone, but, uh, but I will tell you, it definitely is a lot of time on social media and I'll, I have proof. So that was two weeks ago. And then I have proof that a lot of it has to do with me being on social media because that was two weeks ago. I averaged six hours and eight minutes. And I imagine that that's a day for a total screen time of 43 hours, essentially, somehow. I don't know how the math works out, but it does. But then, when you go to this week, where I spent the last, um, oh, so no, that actually has to be three weeks ago. I spent basically the last week and a half off of Instagram. I deleted it, not even on it, I took a break, which I also recommend is one of my points, but I'll move on um, when I get there. But I deleted it, I took a break, and now, what was my screen time for this week? Daily average of one hour and 56 minutes. (laughs) That is insane. That's insane. But that is with me not having Instagram on my phone. So that tells you that a large part of my time is actually spent on Instagram because when it's not there, it goes considerably down. Um, so I urge you to go ahead and tell yourself the truth here. What is your screen time? And then let me know on Instagram or on uh, YouTube in the comments if you're watching. But it's important that you set these limits because now what I've done is I put 90 minutes a day on all of my social media so that after that 90 minutes, minutes, it locks and I can't get back onto Instagram or Facebook. And that's 90 minutes a day between all social media platforms. So now, of course, it's my phone. I know the password. So if I really wanna get past it and if I really have to get on, then of course I can. But am I really gonna do all of that after I've set the time limit? No, I'm not gonna do that because it's like I've already, you know, I've made the commitment to myself. So by putting that, 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 lock on there and creating a screen time, it makes you more intentional about what you're doing when you're online because you know that you're being timed, that you can't just endlessly scroll. Another thing that you could try doing is instead of just putting on screen time limits, you could also choose to stop using it after a certain time. So maybe after 7 p.m. or maybe at dinner time, that's when you know like, all right, we're shutting it down. No more internet for the rest of the day or no more social media for the rest of the day until the next day. And uh, that's also a really healthy way to kind of create boundaries with your phone. The third thing that I want to suggest is taking a sabbatical. So for myself, yes, I definitely did take a sabbatical for the last week and a half. After, um, at the time of this recording, we just had our elections and I was just dealing with a lot of stress from all of that, you know, all of those things coming out. And I we hadn't had a decision yet for a couple of days because of the mail-in ballots and I just as a black woman I felt like okay this is just this is scary you know it's a lot to see and it was just hard to see so I didn't want to be online because I was just finding things that just made me uncomfortable and fearful so I took a break and then I planned to come back after only a few days but I found that I started feeling much better. My whole mindset was shifted. I was feeling more positive, I had more energy, I was going to sleep on time, I was cooking, I was cleaning my house more, and I was getting more of my work done. So I was like, you know what? This is kinda nice to have this break. And I decided that I'm gonna go ahead and take a longer break. And so I essentially took off about two weeks and, It's been wonderful. So I encourage you to do that too. To take off a week, to take off two weeks. Take off six months, girl. No, I'm kidding. But Well, I'm not kidding, actually. If it feels good, then do it. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is remember that there are other platforms you can use to generate leads. So I think in 2020, we have been fooled into thinking that the only way or the main way to have success financially online when it comes to building an online business is through Instagram and Facebook. And that is really not true. Yes, are there people who have had tremendous amounts of success strictly through building businesses through Facebook and Instagram? 1000%. Some of my friends have literally made millions of dollars, not joking off of Instagram, solely off of Instagram, or solely off of Facebook. So it's 100% possible, but please remember, Facebook and Instagram have only been around for like 15 years, you know? (laughs) Businesses have been around longer than that. People have found themselves turned into millionaires longer than social media has been around. So social media has changed our world and the way that we do business, yes. It's given people who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to to make money doing the things that they feel passionate about, to make a lot of money so they can have independence. Oh, 1,000%. But it's not the only way for you to actually be successful. It is just two platforms that you can use to generate leads, to connect with new people, to build new relationships, and to find new opportunities. But there's other ways to do this. Remember, if you're when it's three o'clock in the morning, okay, and you're in bed and you find yourself trying to figure out, you know, what are the answers to life? <laughs> you know, when you're asking those weird questions that we all ask at three a.m., where it's like, you know, does does do clouds taste like anything? You know. <laughs> things that we all do. But you know, when you're in the, when you're in bed, it's three o'clock in the morning. Where are you going when you're asking those questions? Because I bet the answer is good old Google. You're not using Instagram to find answers to where's the nearest chiropractor or where can you order the best pizza in, you know, wherever you live you're going to Google to ask those questions. And the awesome thing about that is Google is, Google can help you find Instagram posts, I believe, and Facebook posts, yes, but because of the way that Instagram and Facebook are set up, they're not going to be the first things that you see. Instead, what are you gonna find when you Google? You're gonna find websites, blog posts, podcasts even, even online events. So. Those are other ways that you can generate new leads for your business, where you can collaborate with like-minded people and find new friends. You don't have to only use Facebook and Instagram and hell, you don't even have to use them at all, honestly, but we'll jump into that in later points. But just remember that it's just one way to connect with people. People still go to Google to wherever other sites they want to go to to look for answers also youtube youtube is incredibly both google and youtube are very popular i think they're still the number one and number two platforms for where people go to find answers so if you like being on video or if you like doing like things like this where i create my podcast and then i upload it to youtube by using seo which is search engine optimization using keywords that people typically, like your ideal client would typically use, by using those types of things and putting that into your blog, putting that into your YouTube, you will find people who are looking for you because your your ideal client is out there, you know? And so they're looking for you, but you have to make sure that you're using the right words and terminology for them to find you. So get into podcasting, get into blogging, attend online events. The one positive thing, or not the one, but one positive thing about covid is the fact that there's been an increase in online events so go to them go onto eventbrite and look for you know events that you would like to attend and go to the zoom call and be intentional about making new connections and then of course if you want to stay in touch with people you can always bring them back over to your Instagram and to your Facebook. You can say, hey, yeah, I'm on Instagram. Let's go over there and hang out. So that way you guys get to build a relationship and build a connection on a day-to-day basis on these platforms, which you'll still create your boundaries with screen time, with no social media on the weekends, with chasing your sabbaticals, but you have a healthier relationship with it because you're not relying on just those two platforms in order to build your business or to build friendships or whatever it is that you're trying to look for. There are other ways to do that. Okay, number five is be very intentional when you do come online. Go into Facebook groups, chat with people, connect with them, set a time limit on how long you're going to do that. If you're going on to Instagram, watch the stories on Instagram that you want to see and then get out of there, okay? Get out of there. <laughs> okay, do not endlessly scroll. Now, Facebook and Instagram, that's what they want you to do. That's why they have the notifications going off and they have all these other things going up because they want you to find yourself on the platform for hours, but remember, that's not your goal. You're not on social media, so you can just endlessly scroll. You're on social media because you're trying to build a business, you're trying to network, or yes, maybe you're just trying to stay in touch with friends and family, but do not get sucked into the vortex. Be intentional about what you're trying to do. If you're trying to catch up with somebody, and how many times has this happened? Somebody comes to your mind and you're like, oh, let me check and see how they're doing and then you go into the search bar, you type in their name, and then somebody else pops up or you see something on a newsfeed or a notification goes off and you're like, oh, let me quickly check what's going on over here. You quickly check what's going on and then you get sucked into the conversation and then you forget what you were even trying to do in the first place. How often does that happen? I know it happens all the time. It happens to me all the time. And that is where it's like, that is not being intentional. When I'm choosing to get on because I want to check on somebody, I am going to do that first. If then I see a notification and I want to check that, then I'm going to do that. Or if I see that I want to see, you know, read a little bit more on an update on my newsfeed, then I'm going to do that. But the first thing I'm going to do is whatever I was intentionally coming onto the internet for be intentional. Number, I think we're at number six. Is schedule your social media time so so you're only on during those times. Meaning, if you want to get on Instagram every day, Monday through Friday, at three from three o'clock to four thirty, make that your time, and that way you don't find yourself just getting on at any time and then getting lost. Because again, I'm guilty of that too. I'll have all the best intentions in the world and be like, today I am going to make my bed and then I'm going to work on my business. I'm going to help my clients and then I'm going to create a podcast. I'm going to write a blog post. Then I'm going to make my own dinner and I'm going to watch a movie, paint my nails and go to bed. Wow. Sounds like a wonderful day. Except what ends up happening is I get up, I do my morning routine, I check my Instagram, I'm on my Instagram for 20 or 30 minutes, I get off, then I'm like, oh no, now I don't have time to make a really big breakfast, so I'm just gonna rush and make something really quickly because now I have to do an interview for this or I have to check in with my client for that. Then all I'm checking in after that, I'm like, oh, okay, let me take a little break. I'll just get on Instagram for a couple minutes and then 30 minutes passes by and I'm like, oh no, now I didn't have time to make a good lunch. So now I'm gonna rush and make a quick turkey sandwich instead of a, a really healthy lunch that I was planning to make, blah, 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 right? And the day gets ahead of me. There are so many times where I found that I intended to maybe watch a movie that night so that way I could replenish my energy and, and lift my vibration. And instead of watching the movie, what was I doing? Scrolling on Instagram. And that is just not good. But when I took a break, like this last two weeks, oh my goodness, I did so many awesome things. I watched so many movies and I'm a movie person. I love, love, love to watch movies. So I watched, so there's one movie that I've been meaning to watch for two years and I always found a reason to not watch it. But last night I went ahead and watched it and I was like, wow. It was an okay movie, it wasn't that awesome, but whatever, it was, it was a simple favor. So just so you guys know, it's not that great. It's okay, but you know. Anyway, this isn't a movie review. <laughs> but I was like, you know what, I'm proud of myself because I actually took the time to do that. A few nights ago, I'm a huge, huge, huge Disney person. So a few nights ago, I watched Frozen and I sang along with it. Every, every single song I love in Frozen 2. Frozen 2 is way better than Frozen 1, okay? So give it a chance if you haven't tried it. Powerful messages, awesome music, great acting from, you know, cartoons, but whatever, it's awesome. Love it. <laughs> and I had the best time. I was singing at the top of my lungs. I had my Frozen blanket. I'm very into Frozen, okay? I'm, I'm just as bad as a six-year-old right now. So, <laughs> I actually has it been 1 year I think it's been 1 year since Frozen has been out. Happy anniversary Frozen 2. Yes. And I my life changed after watching Frozen 2 because I made some huge decisions um in my life and some transitions after watching that movie. So I love it. But anyway, the point is is that I've been meaning to watch it again because it brings me so much joy as you can clearly tell. But I Didn't do it because every night when I intended to get off of work and get off my phone and stop being online, I would find myself endlessly sucked into the scroll. And then by the time I was done, it was time to quickly cook dinner or take a quick shower and get ready for bed. I read more books this week because I took social media off of my phone. So we really don't think about how, and we underestimate it. That's why you gotta look at that screen time feature because we feel like we're only online for like five minutes at a time. Oh, it's only 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And when you look at that screen time feature, you get to see the ugly truth. You get to see that, wow, I'm actually spending hours of my life every day just on my phone. And if you're trying to run a business, you also have to think about is this cost effective? Because your time is money. If you are working online, your, everything that you're doing is costing you something. You know, And if you're not working online, it's truth too. But if I'm speaking to entrepreneurs at the moment, when you're not focusing on creating services or helping your clients or creating products, if that's what you do, when you're not doing that, you're not making money. And that's important because you're an entrepreneur. If you're not doing that, you're not gonna have a paycheck. You can't pay your rent. You can't take care of yourself, right? Now, this doesn't mean that every moment of your day needs to be sucked into creating your business or doing something for your business. But you know, even taking those times to do things like watch Frozen is significant because you need to have good energy and a lot of it in order to be somebody who can take the risk of being an entrepreneur. But if you are not taking time to replenish your energy with doing the things that you enjoy, and if you're not taking time to brainstorm or work on your business or doing the back end things of your business, whether that's, you know, recreating your website, doing things like this, like your blogs, I mean, your podcasts or you know, going over your your numbers or whatever the case is, or yes, the forward facing things of actually getting online, doing live videos, whatever it is, if you're not doing any of those things, then everything you're doing is costing you something. And so every time I'm on Instagram and I'm endlessly scrolling and it's not giving me anything, but matter of fact, it's actually taking from me, it's taking my time, my energy, now I'm feeling drained, it's taking my mindset, now I'm feeling negative because I'm comparing myself. That costs me something and that's not cost effective if you're trying to be an entrepreneur. So it's important that you you know, follow these things, create an um, intentional time online, set those boundaries and actually put these things away from time to time so that way you can focus on doing the things that bring you joy so you'll have the energy to get back online when it's time. Okay, number, um, oh my goodness, I'm so, I don't know where I'm at here. Six or seven, something, whatever. Hopefully you're paying attention and you know, but I think it's number seven, is remember that you can grow a successful business without social media. Again, don't be fooled into thinking that all of your success has to be on Instagram or Facebook. I think that as millennials especially, We feel like that has to be the way because we've seen so many people have success with that. And we forget that traditional business can also be done traditionally. You know, there's a lot of people who are super successful and they have like 500 followers on Instagram. (laughs) And yet they're making bank every month. And it's not even about making bank because maybe you don't wanna make bank. You just wanna make enough to be able to afford being your own boss. That's absolutely okay and I recommend that. I totally recommend, you know, having big dreams and wanting to become a millionaire off of Facebook and Instagram, off of your own business in whatever capacity. But if your only goal also is just to have enough money to be able to leave your full-time job so you can focus on just being inside of your purpose and in your mission, that's also just as great, that is awesome, right? And so we have to think of it like as millennials, we you know, we were that generation sandwiched between the people before us who didn't really have the internet at all and the people after us who only had the internet. We know that it's more than possible if you really think about it, to have a successful business without the internet because we grew up surrounded by businesses that grew without the internet. So we know that it's possible. It might be harder for Gen Z because their entire life, social media has been around, that's all they know. And granted, they do know obviously there are successful places that have never been online and, and have made money on um, offline and all that, but they might not think of it that way because they only are familiar with the internet and people making money in that way. But as millennials, We know that it's possible to start your own thing and be successful without having a presence online. So don't let your mindset fool you into thinking that just because you see so-and-so have success, by running her Facebook her business strictly through Facebook that now that means that it's impossible for you to have a successful business unless you're on Facebook that's not true if you're willing to get out there and network with people whether locally or online if you're willing to connect and network with your actual network whether it's people from your college people from your um organ- your church or your community organizations if you're going out and finding people who are looking for you looking to pay for something that you offer, whether it's organizational skills, cleaning skills, coaching, childcare, whatever, you can do all of that without having to only find leads or people online. Number six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. The next point, <laughs> let's just keep it at that is these are for my people who have menstrual cycles, okay? So I'm get real. Do not get on social media when you're on your cycle. Just stay away from it. If you don't create boundaries on the weekends or during the weekdays, at least do this one, okay? I am saying this because when you're on your cycle, the reality of it is, is just your hormones are in a different space, okay? <laughs> Your body is working its hardest and you are naturally going to be more tired. Your energy is going to be lowered. You might have a harder time being more upbeat and more positive because you're physically in pain. And even if you're not struggling with cramps or anything like that, which if you don't, you are so lucky. <laughs> Even if you're not, the reality is, is when you're menstruating, your body is doing a lot of work and as your body is shedding and letting go and releasing, it's a wonderful time for you to actually go within and practice intuitive skills, to journal, to meditate a lot and to take care of yourself. It's not the time for you to actually be forward facing in front of people and and putting out a lot of energy because you're exhausted even just from an energy standpoint. So, I want to encourage you to then get off of social media during those times because most times when you're on social media, especially if you're a content creator or an entrepreneur, you are being forward-facing. You're in your stories, you're posting content, you're putting yourself out there, and when you're in a more sensitive time and putting yourself out there, you have a higher chance of being irritable, of being impatient, of being upset, of being disappointed if things don't go your way, if you don't get as many likes as you expected, if you don't get as many comments or shares, or if somebody says something nasty and rude, you're already in a really sensitive spot physically and energetically. So it's just, uh, it's between all of that combination, the best thing you can do for yourself is to take that week or those couple of days if you're lucky even then to only have like, there are some people who only have like three day cycles, and I am so jealous, okay? Because that is not my situation, all right? Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, during that time, take that time off, delete it from your apps, focus on self-care, eat some chocolate, it, it's great, especially dark chocolate, great for magnesium, helps with cramps, you know, meditate, get some good sleep, drink a lot of water and, and be very, during that week, you need to have your boundaries on lock. Okay. Lock. (laughs) That is the week that it's like, the answer is no, (laughs) because you need to cocoon, go within and focus on yourself and what you need. And it's also a great week to also kind of ask those deeper questions of what you wanna do in your life, what you wanna do with your business, what are your goals, and just assess where you're at emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. And when you're on social media, most times you're not asking those questions because you're also asking the question of, what is she doing? What are they doing? what what How did that work? Oh, that looks really cool, should I do that? And you're not going within and asking your own higher self, your own higher power. And for people who have their cycles, at that time, you're very intuitive. You're really in tune with your body. You're really in touch with yourself. So you have an opportunity to really find out what do you actually want? And are you in alignment with the goals that you're trying to, to reach? So as painful as that week can be, sometimes physically, emotionally, and spiritually, it's one of the most powerful weeks of your entire cycle, So I encourage you to to use that time wisely by limiting the outside voices that you're getting from social media and focus on the inside voice of what's coming from within. Number eight is turn off the notifications. So I actually don't really get any notifications on my phone. Now this does The downside is that yes, sometimes I will get messages and I will completely miss them because I don't get any notifications, but I had to do that because I used to have notifications on my phone and my phone was going off all day. And as someone who is working with the symptoms of anxiety, I'm going to manifest releasing anxiety at some point in my life and I'm really excited about it because I've only gotten better at managing my symptoms and so it's gonna happen one day where I won't have anxiety at all. But since it's still something that I'm working on, having notifications and having my phone vibrate every other minute and I mean that, like sometimes, I mean, I, I would go three to four minutes with notifications going off between Facebook, between Instagram, between text messages, between phone calls, between reminders, all these things. My phone was going off all day and I would feel so anxious. My body would get shaky. I would feel irritable. And then you get those phantom vibrations and phantom notification bells where The phone doesn't actually go off, but because you're used to it going off all the time, you hear it all the time, you know, and it's a lot. It's a lot. And we underestimate how much energy that takes from us. So in order to protect your energy, I encourage you to turn off your notifications. I know that you want to see what so-and-so posted and you want to see like, what's Kim Kardashian up to next I get it, I understand, but girl, it is not helping you in terms of you protecting your energy when you're allowing the phone to dictate when you're going to be online. No, you need to take the control back, say Marky Mark, as in Mark Zuckerberg, not actual Marky Mark, cause Marky Mark, I really love him. But Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> we're not doing this today, uh-uh. I will tell you when I'm coming online during my scheduled time, okay? So turn up those notifications. And the last thing I want to say is to sage or disconnect yourself from social media every single day. You guys, when you're online, you are still dealing with very real energy. You are dealing with the energy of the phone itself, the radiation and all of that. You are dealing with the reality of whatever news that you're seeing from your friends, your family, from the community, from the politics, all of that is still getting into your aura and it can influence how you feel and what you think and ultimately how you behave. So again, it is up to you to create the boundary because remember, Facebook and Instagram's goal is to keep you online, to keep you connected to the energy. But your goal, it might be something else. It is just to check in with people. It is just to grow your online business, whatever it is. So you have to practice responsibility by having these boundaries so that way you can show up in a healthy way online. Because if you don't, the less boundaries that you have, the more toxic you become to yourself. And yes, over time to the people that you're sharing your content with, because it's coming from a place of exhaustion, of disconnection, of trying to compare yourself with other people as opposed to coming from your highest self when you're at your most highest energy, your most positive place, your most hopeful place. That place, when you're there, it's because you've protected your energy and you've replenished yourself, whether it's by doing things like watching Frozen 2, grounding yourself by going for a walk or going to the beach or whatever it is when you're doing those activities you are replenishing your energy and then when you come back online you are presenting content and ideas from your highest self as opposed to presenting content from ideas from that is like i'm just trying to keep up i'm just trying to compare i'm just trying to be like so and so because that worked for her That energy is totally different and you'll see it reflected in your Instagram and on your Facebook. The posts that come from that space typically don't do as well. I know, because that's happened to me. When I'm in that space where I'm coming after, grounding myself, taking social media breaks, and then I come back online, my content seems to be so much better. Things flow better. I find it easier to, to attract clients that I love to me. All of it is easier, but why? because I'm happier, because I took the break, and because I I respected my energy and created boundaries. But when I don't have those boundaries and I make myself available anytime and all the time, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and the content that I create from that space is not as great and it doesn't connect with my audience or my ideal clients the way that I want it to. So it's important that you make these boundaries, that you take the time off. And when you get offline, and this is also why if you can set a time, like if you know that you're getting offline at 7 p.m., you can go ahead and sage your, your space. I like to literally sage my computer, I sage my phone, and I sage myself. And then I also have like a little selenite wand that I adore. I love, 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 love to use it. And I use it to cut emotional cords, which I'm not gonna dive deep into that now since that's not what this episode is about, but maybe in the future I can talk about cutting cords. But I disconnect those cords from my friends, from the people that are online, and especially, mm, especially, from anybody who is sending me out negative energy or low vibrations that are not for my highest good, I use that wand to disconnect because I don't want that energy to come into my aura and then affect my energy, especially because I'm a super sensitive empath. So it's important that you take that time to actually disconnect your energy every night so it doesn't accumulate. And I will tell you this, the days that I don't do that, I have such a difference in my energy. Sometimes I forget, and I'll go a couple of days without saging or without um, using my selenite wand to cut emotional cords, and then, oh my goodness, I always have a breakdown. I'm not—I'm not even exaggerating. I literally break down. I become overly emotional, incredibly irritable, very sad very negative my mindset just goes into this space of almost like nothing is going to work why is everything frustrating why is this why every why is everything bad happening I go into this really dark space and I realized that that was it there was a pattern and when I noticed the pattern I noticed the days that I forget to protect my energy by disconnecting with sage or with my selenite wand. All of a sudden, that energy seems to accumulate and I become weepy, emotional, negative, and you know, distraught. So now I make a point to do that every single day and it has helped tremendously in my ability to manage my energy and feel more confident in in my emotions. So I encourage you to do exactly the same thing. So that's all I have for you guys today. I'm really hoping that this gave you some tips on how you can set healthy boundaries with your social media. I would love to hear from you as to whether or not something stood out to you. What are some of the ways that you actually practice boundaries? If you have any, I would love to know. So let me know again over on Instagram, Instagram.com slash V Lexi Wilson. Once again, only available Monday through Friday, no longer available on the weekends because your girl is taking a break, practicing those healthy boundaries. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, I'm not going to apologize because that is who I am. I tend to sing. That's that's yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Um, So (laughs) so I definitely will get back to you guys uh, during the week. So I would love to know what you guys think over on Instagram or if you're on YouTube, which I really love posting these on YouTube now, because then you can just let me know right there in the comments. I love listening to podcasts on YouTube. And um, and lastly, I also wanna invite you guys to join the email list because I'm sending out a lot of freebies, goodies, worksheets, free masterclasses to help you increase your boundaries and protect yourself from negative energy. And right now I'm really excited because I'm working on a masterclass that is all about setting healthy boundaries, learning how to say no, learning how to protect your energy, how to identify when somebody's overstepping. Okay. The masterclass is called don't come for me. Unless I send for you. Oh, yes. Okay. Because we set boundaries. All right. As we close out 2020 and move into 2021, we are not playing games. Okay. People going to respect us. And if that is something, if you feel like, People tend to mistake my kindness for weakness. They take advantage of my kindness. Then you need to get that masterclass. So jump on the email list that we You'll get it as soon as it's available. I'm really excited for that. And it's absolutely free. So, you know, you don't lose anything, right? Okay. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Have a wonderful evening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.